Amen. Have a seat. Hey, Merry Christmas. How's everyone doing? Good, good. Hey, you know what? Thanks for coming. This is our first Christmas Eve service as a church. Um, if you're new with us, uh, we're Grace Hill Church. We just launched a couple of months ago. We're a brand new church here in Herndon, so it's just a joy for us to celebrate Christmas with you uh, tonight. Uh, my name's Alan. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Hill, so I'd love to be able to meet you afterwards. Now, here's the deal. When I was growing up, uh, my parents would take me to Christmas Eve services, all right, on the night before Christmas, and I couldn't stand them because I wanted to go home and go to bed so that it would be Christmas. So kids, I feel you. We're going to make this short. We're going to get you home so you can go to bed, all right? So now, here's the thing. Uh, earlier, uh, I don't know if you noticed, as you were walking in, we put some clips from the movie Elf uh, on the screen, and you might be thinking to yourself, what church puts Elf clips uh, up at their Christmas Eve service. Well, for my family, it's a tradition. We love the movie Elf. We watch it every single year. We watched it uh, last night. So it's one of our traditions. Um, but I will admit this. Elf has absolutely nothing to do uh, with why Christians celebrate Christmas. Not, not one bit. Uh, Elf is actually all about why our culture celebrates Christmas, but not why Christians celebrate Christmas. In fact, I would say that the way our culture celebrates and the way Christians celebrate is completely different. But I do think there's a really important similarity. I do think there's something that our culture and the church have in common in the way that we approach Christmas, and that's joy. Uh, we want Christmas to be a time where we experience joy, uh, whether that's joy through giving or receiving gifts, Joy through taking some time off work or school, joy through seeing friends and family, joy through food or, or whatever it is. But Christmas being all about joy is something that the Bible was the first to declare. The Bible was the first to say that this is to be a time of joy for us. I want to read you um, a portion of scripture from Luke chapter 2. Uh, if you're new to the Bible, Luke is an eyewitness account of the life of Jesus, and in this chapter, he records the birth of Jesus. And in the section that we're gonna read, this is a point in time where God sent some angels to announce the birth of Jesus uh, to some shepherd that were out in the field. So I wanna read this. Luke 2, verses eight to 14, should be on the screen behind us. It says, and in the same region, that's Bethlehem, where Jesus was born, in that same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Of, of course, you know, you're like, what is happening right now? And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, in excelsis Deo, you just saying that. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. All right, so these angels declare three things to these shepherd. That the birth of Jesus is good news, that this good news produces joy, and that is available 
to all people. It's exactly what they say. It's good news, it produces joy, and it's for all people. I wanna break those three things down briefly. They say the birth of Jesus is good news. I don't know if you noticed the titles that were in uh, the scripture there that the angel used for little baby Jesus in verse 11, called him the Savior, called him the Christ, the Messiah, and also called him the Lord, right? God himself had come out of heaven and stepped onto earth, became a human being and stepped on the earth. He's Lord, he's God. You know, I remember one time when I was in high school, uh, it was my senior year, um, I was with my buddy Luke and we were between classes and we were hungry, so we thought, oh, okay, well, let's skip the next class and get in the car and go to McDonald's and, and get some food, right? Of course. So we do that, we get in the car, we skip the next class, we go to McDonald's, we order our food, we sit down, and uh, you wouldn't believe who also decided to go get some food at the very same time as, as we did. It'd be the guy named Mr. Person, who was the principal of the school. So I'll never forget sitting there at the table with my food and watching him walk through the door. And of course, he sees us and he walks over, and I'll never forget what he says. He goes, well, good afternoon, gentlemen. I'm gonna need to write your names down. I forgot what they are. Could you all give those to me? And so he takes a piece of paper down and he writes our names down. He orders his food and he leaves. He just leaves us there. So here's what happened in that time. Mr. Person the principal of my high school, stepped out of his context, the principal's office, and into my context, and that was the McDonald's where we were. But let me assure you, this was not good news for us. (laughs) Right, a judgment day was coming, and of course, it was actually a few days later, we were summoned to the principal's office and detention was handed out. But we have to understand something tonight that God stepping out of his context in heaven and stepping into our context here on earth, that is good news for us because John chapter three, verse 17 says this, that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. But the Bible declares that all of us have fallen into sin. We've broken God's law and so we, deserve God's judgment. And it's not just detention that God is handing out. The Bible actually tells us we deserve something far worse, and that's death. But the good news of the birth of Jesus is that God didn't visit us here on earth to start taking down names so then he could deal out his judgment. God came to us through the birth of Jesus so that there could be a way that we could be redeemed of our sin before the day of judgment comes. And that leads to our second point, that the birth of Jesus leads to great joy. When the angels announced peace on earth in verse 14, they said peace on earth to everyone. One of the things that we notice is he doesn't declare a blanket peace to to every person. It says in verse 14, on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Right, there is a peace and a joy that is given to those who believe that Jesus is the savior. 
See, the birth of Jesus is our source of peace and joy in this life when we understand that the reason why Jesus became a human being is so he could take the judgment that we deserve on himself. That's exactly what Hebrews 2 tells us in verses 14 and 15. It it tries to explain to us why did Jesus have to become a human being? And it says this, because God's children are human beings, right? We're made of flesh and blood. The son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who had lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Jesus was born into this world so that he could die in our plates, right? Jesus became one of us so he could live a life without sin, go to the cross as he takes the judgment that we deserve on himself, and then allow us to live forever as we receive the reward that Jesus deserves for the life that he lived. Jesus became one of us so that we could have his life. And that's a source of great joy and peace for us because when we believe in that, We believe that that is true. We're set free from the fear of dying. We're set free from the fear of judgment. We're set free from the principal's office moment. But the Bible is clear that this is a peace and a joy that is only for those who believe and trust in Jesus as their savior. It's available to all people, but only those who trust in Jesus. And that's our third point, the good news that produces great joy is available to all people. You know, what's interesting in the text that we read is when the angels came to announce the birth of Jesus, what's interesting is who they announced it to. God didn't send angels to announce the birth of Jesus to Caesar. God didn't send angels to announce the birth of Jesus to King Herod or another political ruler of the day. He sent angels to some shepherd in a field. Now, nowadays, we've kind of romanticized shepherds in our mind, but they really weren't romanticized back then. You know, we kind of think of shepherds as these soft, gentle men who gracefully lead their sheep with their flowing robes and long hair and their hooked staff. But that's not the reality of what the shepherd was like or seen as during the time of the Bible. Uh, the, the, the reality is, is that they kind of had the same reputation as tax collectors. Uh, Their vocation was seen as lowly work that no one wanted to do. They spent all hours of the day and night out in the outskirts of the city, in the fields, so they were seen as socially awkward. Many were also robbers. They would rob from people who were going from city to city because they were out there all by themselves in the outskirts. They didn't have the same legal rights as most people, shepherds. They were seen as kind of burly herdsmen whom you didn't really want to cross paths with. Yet these are the people that God sends a chorus of angels to go and announce the birth of Jesus to. The good news that brings great joy is available for all people. Doesn't matter how influential you are, doesn't matter how wealthy you are, doesn't matter how you've lived your life, it is for all people. That's exactly why we planted Grace Hill Church. Because our vision as a church is we want to be a church where all people can find joy in Jesus. 
And the reality is, is no matter what your past is like, no matter what ways you have sinned, no matter the ways that you're currently involved in some sin right now, the grace of God in and through Jesus Christ is available to you. No one out, is outside of the grasp of the grace of God, and as long as you're alive, it is never too late to trust Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, for believing that he came so that he could take the judgment we deserve and we could have his life. No one in your family is outside the grasp of God's grace. None of your coworkers are outside the grasp of it. None of your neighbors None of your children, your parents, anyone that you're close to, anyone that you associate with, this good news that brings great joy is for them. You know, one of our church members uh, here recently um, uh, had, had an uncle who was uh, very sick with cancer. His name was Bob. And we spent some time with Bob praying for him and, and sharing Christ with him, and he really didn't want to have anything to do with Christ. But that didn't stop his wife and his family members for praying for him, from relentlessly trying to explain to him that this good news that brings great joy is for him, is for Bob. They didn't stop. They believed that this was for Bob. And so several weeks after we spent some time with him, he was talking with his wife one night and something changed in his heart. And he just believed this is good news. This does bring great joy. This, this is for me. And he trusted Christ. And not even 24 hours after that, the Lord called him home. This good news of great joy is for all people. And so tonight as we celebrate Christmas together, let's just be reminded of the birth of Jesus. And let's be reminded that that's good news that brings real joy into our lives. And it is for all people. Some of you here tonight maybe have not truly believed in or trusted upon Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. You haven't believed in this good news. And tonight could be the beginning of that peace and joy that you've never experienced before. For others of us who do believe in this good news, we have received this joy. You know what? We need to be reminded tonight that this good news is for all people. There are people around us every day that need us to believe that this good news is for them. I wanna repeat that. There are people around us every day that need us to believe that this good news is for them. Who in your life needs to hear that? Who in your life needs this news? So here's what I wanna do. I wanna, I wanna pray for us. I wanna pray for those of us in the room who maybe have not trusted in Christ and maybe tonight could be the night that you wanna do that. And I also wanna pray for those of us who do know Christ this morning that because of what we believe about this good news and because we believe that it's for all people, that that would become contagious here in the town of Herndon as we seek to continue to plant this church. Let me pray for us for that and then we're gonna end our time in some more singing. Father, we are grateful for our time to gather tonight. I love getting everyone in this room and the kids, just being able to sing together. It's just a joy and we're grateful. Father, I pray tonight for everyone that's in the room. 
no matter where they're at, whether they, they don't believe in Jesus at all or they have their entire life, no matter where anyone is at, Lord, I pray that tonight you would fill their heart with encouragement and assurance that this good news is true and that this good news does bring joy and it is for everyone. It does not matter who the person is. And so, Lord, I pray you would bring about new life tonight. Lord, I pray that you would encourage your people tonight. I pray that tonight and tomorrow morning as we celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus, Lord, you just fill us with this joy. And Lord, not a sentimental joy that just ebbs and flows with the seasons and the holidays, but Lord, a rock solid joy, Father, that is rooted in the very good news that Jesus came not to condemn us, but to save us. We praise you for that, Lord. Grateful for our evening. Pray that you'd be glorified as we end this time singing to you. In Christ's name.